In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Amen. Please be seated. We all have milestones that happen in our life. Those events that we mark and we remember. Five years ago, I ran a marathon with my buddy, my good buddy, Doug Peters, and we stopped at every mile marker, every milestone, and took a little video. They're hilarious to go back and look at now. You've had milestones in your life. Graduation for many of you just happened. Starting of a new job, a new starting a new school, a job change. For today, Terry Stankwift, it's a mark of a milestone of retirement. The milestone of a marriage, the birth of a child, a relationship breakup, divorce, the death of a loved one. All of these milestones have different meanings in our lives. And then there are things that happen on a larger scale in communities, floods and tornadoes that affect cities. I'll never forget when I was a pastor in South Dakota, there's a small town called Spencer, South Dakota. A tornado came in and wiped out the whole city. It's really a, a milestone. Then there are the horrific events that happened, like last week in Texas. The stock market booms and busts, but both have changed things in our life with that. And then there are world-changing milestones. The attack of Pearl Harbor, D-Day. The beginning of the end of World War II, September 11, 2001. The Tower of Babel. That was an event that changed the world forever, a milestone, dividing peoples and language that still, in a sense, separate us today. And maybe there was a milestone in your life that no one else knows about, but your life hasn't been the same since. You know what it is. One of those events, perhaps, that you've forgotten about is Pentecost. The sending of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost was a, a life-changing community, world, and personal milestone. The sending of the Holy Spirit changed things forever. Pentecost certainly changed the lives of those 12 disciples, the mighty rushing wind, the tongues of fire, and they began to speak in other languages. In fact, everyone heard them speaking in his own native tongue and undoing the confusion and gathering together what had been scattered at the Tower of Babel. And the Spirit brought those apostles the remembrance of all things that Jesus said to them, and they proclaimed it. It turned them from learners into preachers. And everyone was looking at them, marveling and mocking. But clearly, that was a milestone where their lives had changed. Nothing was going to be the same ever again. And then there were the 3,000 that were baptized that day. And more after that, Pentecost surely was a, a world-changing event. And it was for you too. 
The Holy Spirit was poured out that first Pentecost, wasn't just poured out that day. It is a pouring out that started that day and hasn't stopped since. That first Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out through the means of a mighty rushing winds and tongues of fire, but after that is poured out through the proclamation of the word, the waters of baptism, which changed your life forever. You see, wherever Jesus is proclaimed in his truth and purity, the Holy Spirit is working on hearts and lives Wherever the water is poured out in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is being poured out in that water, changing lives, creating faith in Jesus, making us a child of God, forgiving sins, bestowing gifts of peace and hope and holiness. I don't know if you've ever really thought about Pentecost as a a milestone, a day that changed your life, but it surely did. For the Spirit has been given to you that you might live a new life, a changed life. Do you know what happened? Through the Spirit you have been drawn into the life of the Holy Triune God Himself, the Father who created you, the Son who redeemed you, and the Spirit who makes you holy. God has made his home with you that your home may be with him. This new life is not just something you have or you do. It is who you are. It's not like a change of clothes that you have in your closet and put on on a special occasion, but the very blood that pumps through your body and gives you life. Jesus' very body and blood. In fact, given to you here today, life-changing to say the least. But we don't always live like that, do we? We don't always live this new life that we've been given. We allow things to change our lives and pull us away from this life. Like Adam and Eve, we listen to the lies and seductions of this world we look for life and define our terms on our own, meaning whatever we think it is. What we do in our successes and our achievements. We allow the lies of the devil to come into our life. Did God really say? Pastor Mac brought this up this past week in our little Bible study. We were talking about this text. We do this every week. And he said, you know, I've been thinking about this, that this LBGTQ plus whatever it is, it's all messed up and confused languages. Is this not another Babel? And the only way that it can be reunited and brought back together is by the working of the Holy Spirit through his word and by his means of grace. Because we forget who we really are. It's kind of like getting married, but continuing to live apart. Like being homeless and be giving an, a nice new home, but going back out to sleep under the bridge. It doesn't make much sense. But we do it in our own lives, don't we? We're all guilty of this to one extent or another. 
which is why we come here each week and we fall on our knees and we confess our sins. We ask for forgiveness and with our confession we are asking, come Holy Spirit, fill our hearts, kindle in them the fire of your love. Fill my heart, kindle in me the fire of your love that I might live as who I am, a child of God. Kindle. It's a good word. It's a good word for the working of the Holy Spirit. Oh, we all love summertime. Isn't it great? Get to be outside again and gather around the fire pit. But I got to start with kindling. Something small that burns easily and then will grow into a larger fire. And that's exactly the work of the Holy Spirit in us. He comes and gives us the spark of faith in Jesus. But then he blows the winds of his forgiveness so that that fire grows. And he, he feeds that flame with Jesus' body and blood that it might grow up to be a fire in our lives. Because we can't do it. Without the Holy Spirit, that fire goes out. But with the Holy Spirit, as he continues to come and forgive and feed us, Christ lives in us and we in him. So come, Holy Spirit. Kindle in us the fire of your love. And that's why Jesus calls him the helper. Now you can understand that word helper in two ways. You can understand that in the sense that I can do it, I just need a little help. Like when my grandson asked me, help, Grandpa, help, just to get a little boost. Or you can understand it in a sense that I cannot do it and I need a helper that gets it done. As Luther tells us, I believe that I cannot in my reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord who come to him, but the Holy Spirit calls me by the gospel, enlightens me with his gifts. Without the Holy Spirit continuing to come to us and work in us, the, fl the flame of faith in Christ would go out. So we pray, come Holy Spirit. Pentecost continues, for the Holy Spirit is, is not just our possession, a, a thing or a force to be had. He is a person, one of the three persons of the Godhead, who is continually coming to us and dwelling in us. He's not given to us like money that I can pull out of my pocket and possess. But as a person of the Trinity, he is more like a person who gives themselves to each other. Like a husband and wife. And yet neither possess the other. But husbands and wives are joined and united and continually give themselves to one another since the day they were brought together in holy matrimony. So too with the Spirit who continues to give himself to us, to work in us, to holy us, to give us peace that surpasses all understanding. So the Holy Spirit isn't a possession that we can throw away, but more like the spouse that sadly is sometimes neglected, grown away from, grown apart from, and at the end winds up in divorce. Some do fall away from the faith once kindled in them without the breath of the Spirit's word and the forgiveness of Christ's body and blood. So we pray, come Holy Spirit, faithful and true. Keep us faithful unto the end. You are our helper. We need you.
He is that helper whom Jesus promised to send. So when Jesus cries out his last cry, he pours out his spirit. He pours out his spirit through water and the blood so that the winds of this world's false teaching and the floods of sin that try to blow out our faith and drown it, that Jesus would send us the helper who helps you keep Jesus' word. And that word keep there means to hold on to, to cling to, to treasure it. And the Spirit who comes through the word enables you to do that word, to be who you are, to live the life that God has given to you, that you have hope and peace and joy in this life and the one to come. So I'd like to end with a few questions for you to ponder. How has that milestone of Pentecost changed you? Is knowing that when you die and that you will live forever a life-changing milestone? Is knowing that when you sin and really mess up, that God has given you forgiveness, life, and salvation, is that life-changing a milestone? Is the assurance that you're not on your own in this world, but that you have a helper sent to you from your brother Jesus life-changing? Is having a father in heaven who loves you as a brother who laid down his life for you, is that not life-changing? A milestone? Is joy in the midst of sadness and pain, peace in the midst of turmoil, and certainty in the midst of change, is that not life-changing? A milestone to mark. Is having a faithful God in an unfaithful world life-changing? Yes, for Pentecost is a milestone. It has changed you forever more than any other life-changing event in your life. So that you can get through every other life-changing, difficult event. So come, Holy Spirit, fill our hearts and kindle in us the fire of your love. Fill us with your life. Pour out on us your forgiveness. And now feed us with your very body and blood of our brother and Savior, that we live and be who we are, your children. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus, the life everlasting. Amen. Thank you for choosing this podcast. Trinity Lutheran Church School of Child Care has been making known the love of Christ in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and throughout the world since 1853 as a congregation gathering around God's Word and sacraments to receive the forgiveness of life everlasting. We invite you to visit us in person. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. You can support our content by visiting our website, trinitysheboygan.org click on the donate button and check out our YouTube channel for weekly Bible studies and divine service. Music for this production was obtained through a licensing agreement with One License LLC. Learn more at onelicense.net.